Hey, hey! So excited to have you here. Maybe this is a coincidence, but I don't believe in those. I believe that everything in our life happens with reason. So that's why I believe that you are here today, because you are meant for more. My name is Barbara, and I want to share my journey with you, talk about personal growth and challenges that you are facing. But I also want to encourage you to ask the right questions, so you can find and live your purpose. I want you to be curious, to think outside the box, and step out of your comfort zone. Join me and discover how to unlock your potential, take responsibility, and create life on your own terms. Thank you for being here. Let's do this! Hello and welcome back, my dear listener. Thank you for joining me in another episode of Your Meant for More podcast. You know, I am in Croatia at the moment, traveling, visiting my hometown, my grandma in some little village. It's really beautiful here. I'm enjoying the nature and the summer. I hope you're also having the best time wherever you are. The other thing while I'm traveling and, you know, kind of searching for inspiration, letting those creative juices to shake up and just come back home refreshed and recharged to be able to do my best and show at my best. And when we talk about showing at your best, well, you probably know what often creeps in. So yeah, today we are diving deep into a topic that affects all of us. And we are aware it's there, but sometimes we don't know how to silence it. Can you guess? Yep. We're going to talk about self-criticism and that inner critic that often becomes too loud and makes our lives hard. So, let's start with understanding self-criticism. Self-criticism can take various forms, and it's often driven by our inner critic, which can be quiet, vocal, and persistent. This inner critic, also known as pathological critic, plays different roles in our thoughts. For instance, it might threaten us with phrases like if you don't work hard enough, you'll lose your job. It can also monitor our every move, pointing out weaknesses or mistakes. So it can be something like you mess this up again, why can't you get anything right? Our inner critic might even issue commands, saying things like don't show your feelings, people will think you're weak. And also, it's not that shy about judging and shaming us, labeling our actions, saying something like, you should have put more effort in, or you shouldn't have done that, you're useless. All these critical thoughts can lead to distressing emotions like fear, shame, and guilt. And I'm sure we all know those very well. It's like having a relentless backseat driver in our minds. Now, you might be wondering, well, why does self-criticism even exist? Well, it has its roots in our revolutionary past. Our brains are wired to be on the lookout for potential threats to keep us safe. Back in the day, this meant being aware of predators and dangers in our environment. But over time, this survival mechanism has evolved into the inner critic? I mean, it's that voice that wants us to excel, fit in, and avoid making mistakes. Essentially, it's trying to protect us from perceived threats, even if those threats are often imagined or exaggerated. However, in our modern lives, 
this can lead to unnecessarily stress and self-doubt. We're not running from predators anymore, but often our minds can still create predators in the form of self-critical thoughts. All right, let me tell you how I see it every time I was about to start something new, even if it was some hobby or just changing a role at my work or even changing a job, doing something new I never done before, maybe when I was starting my business or just starting this podcast, there were always questions, there was always self-doubt. And I would be thinking, how am I going to do that? What if I'm not ready for the tasks in my new company? What if I can't meet their expectations? Always thinking I need to go there and know everything from the start and be perfect. You know, just show up. And even if it's new company, new environment and everything, I was expecting myself to be like ready and more than ready. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to you know, be at your best, wanting to improve, wanting to do things right. But when that inner critic creeps in, it's pretty harsh. Have you ever noticed that inner voice creeping in when you're just about to start something new? You know, something uncertain, you're doing some, making some change in your life and just want to start a new journey, whatever it was. But you just feel somehow not good enough? Why does it make us feeling not good enough? Well, the inner critic probably tells you all the reasons why you are not good enough. Because it's formed from some painful early life experiences when we might have witnessed or experienced hurtful attitudes toward ourselves or those close to us. And we unconsciously adopted and integrated this pattern of thought toward ourselves and others as we age. You know, that was a coping mechanism when you were younger and maybe, let's say, your parents wanted you to perform, wanted you to be a great achiever. And then, in your best intention to do that, of course, sometimes you didn't meet expectations. I mean, they were high to the sky, so that's to expect. But then you would feel like not good enough, feel like you didn't meet the expectations, you are not worthy, you are not deserving. And then you started to criticize yourself or maybe your parents or somebody, your teachers, anybody started to criticize you. And then we adopted that mechanism. And basically, that's how we treat ourselves, right? We are so harsh and hard on ourselves that we just forget that we would never, never treat like our friends or somebody close to us in the way we treat ourselves. Just think about it. Just think <laughs> how you talk to yourself and how harsh you are sometimes with yourself. And then when it's about others, you're like, oh, but you know, take it easy on yourself. You're doing good. You're giving your best. That's how we talk to our friends. So, yeah. And, you know, I've heard people say that you must simply banish that nagging voice, lock it away in a drawer or punch it, knock out. But that's not easy, isn't it? The harder I tried to silence my inner critic, the more agitated it became. And 
I was thinking, you know, why couldn't I be as confident as everyone else? Then I would see others performing and making things happen and I would start to compare and I would feel kind of ashamed of my weaknesses, my stupidity or just lack of confidence. This reminds me of a beautiful old story, an allegory about the two wolves that live within us. You know, one wolf is full of anger, jealousy, self-doubt and criticism. And the other wolf is filled with love, compassion, confidence and positivity. And they constantly battle within us. I'm sure you heard of this story, but it's just good to remind ourselves. And now ask yourself, which wolf will win? Well, obviously the one you feed. So are you feeding the one, you know, who is angry, jealous, full of self-doubt? Or you want to feed the one who is filled with love and self-compassion? I would definitely feed that one. Think about it. And I just wanted also to remind you of something. Now, as we've been talking about confidence and comparison, we all know that we should not be comparing ourselves with others and we can only see how far we came and what we've achieved on our journey. But just one important thing for you to think about, and this is what I learned while comparing myself with others throughout my journey, that is actually the fact that we only see the outside of what people do. We see the results, not the struggles. We don't see their worries and their fear. And if we could spend just one day in their minds, we would see that each person has self-doubt and inner critic. But the way we approach it is crucial. And remember, it's not our aim to combat the inner critic. Responding to a negative inner voice with more negativity can actually escalate frustration and inner conflict, strengthening the inner critic's hold. So you want to avoid it. The better approach would be to be curious, to see how you can become a friend, how you can welcome it, how you can say, thank you for being here. Thank you for trying to protect me. Thank you for being there to trying to make me improve. So you really want to talk to your inner critic as it's another person. It's not you. It's separate from you. And by saying that, I want to share with you some tools and exercises that can actually help you in reducing self-criticism and fostering compassionate relationship with yourself. Even though changing critical self-talk might be challenging, it's definitely achievable with dedication and practice. So here are the steps that you can use that can help you to get there. First thing, the most important is make a conscious effort to recognize inner critic. It can be really helpful to give it a name. Yes, to give a name to yourself critic. To that inner voice, it can be like inner bully or however you want to call it. But you know, when you give it a name and personify it, it will create emotional distance. This technique of naming can help you to better understand your inner critic. When you identify self-criticism, please take a pause and take three deep breaths. Dialogue with it. Be curious. Don't react. Don't fight it. Just be open and see 
What is the message? What is the message behind? What is something that your inner critic wants to tell you or protect you from? So we come to step two, and it's to separate from your inner critic. If you want to do that, it's really important that you write your thoughts down in second person using you statements. For example, a thought like, I can't get anything right, I'll never be successful, should be written as, you can't get anything right, you'll never be successful. And then you take step three, you respond to your inner critic. You can respond to your inner critic by writing down a more realistic and compassionate evaluation of yourself. You know, not every thought and every critic is true. It's really important to challenge those. So write your responses as I statements. In response to a thought like, for example, you're such an idiot or you're stupid, you could write, I may struggle at times, but I'm smart and competent in many ways. This exercise isn't meant to build you up or boost your ego, just to show you a kinder and more honest attitude toward yourself. Also, if you make a mistake, you're not a failure. We all make mistakes, so you should not call yourself, oh, I'm a failure. You should write it down as you are a failure, and then you should respond to that. It doesn't mean that I'm a failure if I just made a mistake. And ask yourself what you can learn from that mistake. And step four is don't act on your inner critic. Remember not to act on the directives of your inner critic. Your critical inner voice may get louder, telling you to stay in line or not to take chances, but by identifying, separating from, and acting against this destructive thought process, you will grow stronger while your inner critic grows weaker. And speaking of growing stronger, just remember, even though you have inner villain, that inner bully, you also have your inner cheerleader, inner hero, or inner coach, however you want to call that positive motivational voice that always encourages you and reminds you of your strength. Yes, whenever you meet self-doubt, just remind yourself of let's say, two challenges that you overcame, even though it was hard as fuck and you didn't know how you will make things happen, you did it. So remind yourself how great you are, how amazing you are. Just allow that inner cheerleader shine instead of inner villain being in charge. Just remember, understanding your inner critic is a first step toward taming it. So be okay with it coming recognize it and remind yourself that it's there to protect you from something. Even though sometimes it's too harsh, it's really good to be curious and see where does it come from. And then just befriend it, you know? Be okay with it there, but don't take it so serious. And by time it will get smaller and smaller, you would get surprised how small it gets when you are not fighting it. As we are coming to the end of today's episode, I just want to say once again, big thank you for being here with me today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and, you know, 
got a little bit different perspective on how to approach to your inner critic. If you enjoyed today's episode and you want to stay connected, you can subscribe to the podcast and I would love to hear from you if you have any comments, suggestions or questions or anything regarding the exercises I just shared with you. Feel free to reach out to me on social media. I'll be happy to connect with you and also happy to create the content that resonates with you the most. Wishing you a lovely day and talk to you next Sunday. Bye-bye.